Welcome to the Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center podcast featuring Reverend Dahlia Adams. You may visit us online at unityvacaville.org or you may visit us in person at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. And now, here is Reverend Dahlia Adams. Welcome. My name is Reverend Dahlia Adams, and I am so honored to be here with you today. For seven weeks now, we are focusing on living fearlessly. It's part of a fall reflections program. We do it annually, and um, we are basing each week's topics on a book called The Essential Laws of Fearless Living, Find the Power to Never Feel Powerless Again, and the book was written by Guy Finley. Today we are going to be focusing on the foundations of a fearless life. This is a big thing, to live fearlessly, to live a fearless life. I mean, I don't think we could ever have a life that is totally fearless. You know, things come up and there are momentary things, a threat, a car almost hitting us, a a horrible natural disaster, a storm. There are things that happen that are frightening. But when we talk about fearless living, it's a way of living in which we don't continue to carry the fear inside of us after the car swerved away and we weren't hit. You know, it might stay for a few moments, but ideally we get back to normal. We feel calm inside. We feel centered. And that fear no longer lives inside of us. However, what happens to people in this, it's very, very common that maybe there's something brewing in our lives, something in our job or in our families, or maybe our own health. Or Sometimes people come to a point in their lives where They don't know if they're living the life they're supposed to be living, and it becomes what is called an existential crisis. But any of those situations then can create a fear that lives in the pit of our stomachs, that lives in the tension of our muscles and our shoulders, our neck, our back. It becomes an uneasiness in our hearts and sometimes contributes to physical heart problems. So when we carry this kind of fear within us, one, it doesn't feel good at all. I don't think anybody, given a choice, if someone said, do you want to carry fear with you today? Or do you want to be fearless today? It would be a no-brainer because that feeling of gnawing anxiety or that strange dread that we can't put our finger on or the rumination, the, the thinking round and round and round about a looming problem 
really feels horrible. It's not a good inner experience. So there's many reasons for living a fearless life, but that's one of them. It just doesn't feel good to be in fear. Guy Finley, the author that we're following, wrote, Fear causes us to forget the truth about ourselves. And the truth about ourselves is that we have this amazing potential, that we are children of God, that there is an amazing power that we can tap into. But when we are in fear, we don't know any of that. We might know it intellectually, but we don't know it in our bodies. We don't experience it within us. Guy Finley went on to say, we make ourselves fearful each time we look outside of ourselves for some power to make us feel fearless. So when we look outside of ourselves for protection or for a solution that will make the fear go away, we're in trouble. That has a way of just allowing the fear to grow. When I was growing up, I was extremely shy and fearful. People were frightening. The world was frightening. My dog was not frightening. I mean, and being out in nature, that was okay. But there was so much in the world that scared me. And as I grew older, as, you know, I went from early teenage years to middle teenage years, the fear, the shyness, the feeling afraid in a social situation was growing and growing and growing. And I remember one day sitting in my room thinking if I was going to keep getting more and more afraid, it was going to come to a point where I'm going to have to decide whether I lock myself in my room and just don't go out. Or I have to choose to live a life and do the things that people do and ignore the fear. I didn't know it at the time, but I was reaching inside of myself, reaching for that power within me to get past the fear, to release the fear. So when we look within, and when we grab hold of that power that lives within us, the power to choose, the power to move forward anyway, even though I'm afraid, when we reach within and recognize that even in this thing that feels so frightening, God is present. However we capture that power within us, then we are able to release the fear and live in a different, powerful consciousness. So then the question becomes, and ask yourself this, do you believe that your power comes from within you? Or do you believe that your power is outside of you? 
My guess is that it's mixed, that there are certain areas of your life where you know that the power to move through any challenge is within you. But then that thing happens, that whatever it is that feels bigger than ourselves, maybe a death of someone we're very close to, or the breakup of a relationship, or the loss of a job. And on and on, when some, one of those bigger events happen, we scramble to fix whatever is going on outside of us. And that's normal, it's human, but we need, even in those situations, to return to center and realize that even in the face of something big, the answer to being fearless is within us, not in changing the circumstances around us. If we're afraid because we lost a job, we can get that next job. But we could also very well continue to be afraid of losing that job. But when we resolve the fear knowing that whatever happens, I have within me all that I need to make each day right, to make each day good. Our co-founder, Myrtle Fillmore, did that when she had her epiphany. She grew up, she was raised to believe that she was sickly, that she was going to lead a very short life, a very limited life. And then one day while she was listening to a lecture on spiritual truth, she heard the words inside of her that said, I am a child of God, and I do not inherit illness. In that moment, she was reaching for that power within her instead of reaching to doctors and caretakers and experts. I'm not saying she stopped going to the doctors, but she, in that moment, reached in to the power that was within her and move beyond the fear that went with all the diagnoses and prognoses that had kept her in fear. Charles Fillmore, her husband, also co-founder of Unity, wrote, Man is the power of God in action. To man is given the highest power in the universe the conscious power of thought. So that thought that helped Myrtle turn her life around was the demonstration that inspired Charles to write these words because he followed in her footsteps and he learned the power that he had within him. And that this power came through, through thoughts, through beliefs, through attitudes, through faith, we have many forms of thinking. When my son was a toddler, I read him a book about a little engine that could, and he loved the book. And in that book, this little train 
was had to climb a hill, a mountain that was far beyond what it would be capable of. But it did it anyway, and the whole way up the hill it said, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And my little two-and-a-half, three-year-old son translated it to, I stink I can, I stink I can, I stink I can. But he got the idea because when he faced something that was hard for him, that was difficult, he would scrunch his forehead and he would say, I stink I can, I stink I can. And it would give him the power to see the challenge through. So. We can say, I stink I can, or we can say, I think I can, but capture the idea that there is a power within me to climb hills that look like they might be beyond what I can do. So it comes down to daily, repeatedly, Checking in with yourself and asking yourself, what do you believe? Or what do I believe? What am I believing in the situation where the fear is coming up? What am I believing when I look at this challenge that seems insurmountable? But that is a practice, that is a spiritual practice that is very powerful to become aware of the thoughts that are driving your fear or the thoughts that are allowing you to access your spiritual power. In his book, Guy Finley gave a series of statements and he's asking the reader to, to ponder the statements and to check in with himself or herself to see if they believe the statement to be true. His words were, is there any part of you that believes the statement to be true? And one of the statements that he put out there, I transposed it to the first person. The statement is, I am only as valuable or worthless as other people agree I am, as other people think I am. My guess is that each and every person who's joining in today has that experience of feeling either powerful and successful because of feedback that you've gotten, when other people think you're doing a great job or you you are an amazing presence. It's easy to feel valuable and important. But when there is criticism, when people are complaining, when they're giving negative feedback, saying that that was awful, that's not good enough, we need better. In the face of that type of judgment, it's very easy to feel worthless or lacking in value. And if we're tossed around by other people's judgments or opinions, if it makes us feel crushed inside or elated inside, and then the moment the feedback changes, our inner experience 
changes again, then we can be in the grips of fear. When the feedback is good, fear that that will change. When the feedback is not so good, that fear that we're worthless. And I think if you're listening to this, that you know the spiritual truth, that your worth, your value is not determined by other people. But the challenge and the awareness is, is there a part of you that buys into this? Even if for the most part you know your value is not determined by others, is there a part of you that buys into this statement? Maybe close your eyes for a moment and look within and see if there's a part of you that reacts to these words. I am only as valuable or worthless as other people agree I am. I am only as valuable or worthless as other people think. Is there something inside of you that reacts to this that's afraid that that might be true? And if you notice that part of you, then the challenge is to notice what that means. What, at what cost do you embrace those words, even if only a small, small part of you does? The next question that Guy Finley asked was, what does it cost you to believe that you are only as valuable as other people think? In the moments that you buy into that, what does it cost you? At the very least, it costs you your peace of mind. It probably costs you your ability to tap into your power probably costs you your joy in the moments or hours or days that you are claiming as true that other people determine your value. What does it cost you to have even a small part of you embrace that belief? My guess is whatever it costs you, makes it worthwhile to learn how to release that belief and how to change that belief to an experience of the truth of who you are. Charles Fillmore said, there is a universal creative force that urges man forward. It is the creative power of his individual thought. So in those moments, you can claim the thought, this is not the truth of who I am. My value comes from the truth that I am a child of God, much like Myrtle realized. Or my value is because I am one with the universe. I am one with the divine inner presence that I feel within me. So there is a creative power in thought, and we can choose 
a different belief, a different thought. And in doing that, we release the fear. It is a step into that ability to live fearlessly. Guy Finley reminds us that what is limitless in our life is our God-given potential to transcend limitations. So that divine presence within us is the power to move past the limitations we think we are experiencing. When we release a belief that costs us our joy, costs us our power, and we claim a thought that is the truth of our being, that is a step into fearless living that helps us claim that God-given potential to transcend limitations, to transcend the things that we think are causing our fear. It's actually our forgetting who we are that is causing our fear. So one more time, Guy Finley wrote, what is limitless in life is our potential God-given potential to transcend limitations and live fearlessly. And so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support this podcast, you may do so at unityvacaville.org.